0: This episode of Homeschooling in Real Life is brought to you by KirkClick.com.
1: On this episode of Homeschooling in Real Life, we're asking the question, is courtship fundamentally flawed? And we'll spend some time talking with Thomas Umstadt.
2: The guys that are favored in a courtship model are the ones who are really good at lying to the dads. And the ones that are not favored are the ones that are honest with their problems. And so if, if you can lie to a, a dad, well, that's the kind of man that courtship favors, which is really unfortunate, uh, because that more honest, more broken, more humble man is probably the better husband, even though his problems are not quite as well concealed.
1: This is a hot topic. And so we've got some exclusive content on the website for our subscribers. We also have some shout outs to our hurlers a big announcement and everybody's favorite segment Q and A with K and A This is homeschooling in real life
0: Welcome to the homeschooling in real life podcast This is Fletch
1: and I'm Kendra As veteran homeschooling parents, we discuss topics that tend to divide and distract Christian homeschoolers from each other and the gospel.
0: On the Homeschooling IRL podcast, we promise to be honest, transparent, and witty as we discover what it means to homeschool in real life. About
2: my best friend.
1: He's a warm hearted person who loved me till the end. Of- okay, Fletch, so that song shows your age, your age, because I don't actually remember that show.
0: Yeah, well, you know, you weren't <laughs> allowed to watch television growing up in your house as much as I did. So right. that was the courtship of Eddie's father. And we're always trying to find a good intro to our shows. <laughs> and we dug deep. And, you know, when you search courtship songs. <laughs> On YouTube, <laughs> that's pretty much the only one that comes up. There's not there's not a lot of courtship songs. So if you're a, a music producer, if you're a, a homeschool family and you're you're putting together music, you might want to put together a good courtship song. <laughs> what
1: does that song look like? Here, I bring my brother. He can sit between us or something like that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't. It would be good if it was done by a heavy metal hair band from the '80s. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, you know, we're glad you joined us tonight. We're back in the studio, uh, and we're excited to talk about a controversial topic, but let's get a couple things clear right off the bat. Okay. We're, we're not talking about courtship versus dating. No. On this episode. No, we're not. We're basically talking about an article mm-hmm. that went viral again on Facebook. Yeah. And it was about courtship, and it was about dating. So we actually are going to interview uh, Thomas Umstadt, who wrote that article, and it was called... Why Courtship is Fundamentally Flawed. Right. And he does a great job. This is a really fun interview, wasn't it?
1: It was a great interview. I I found Thomas to be super articulate, but one of the reasons I liked um this interview is that he knows what he's talking about he's his family was pro courtship model you know that kind of homeschool courtship model of the 2000s of the knots right? right and um so he's not trying to throw the baby out with the bathwater or bash people or systems or things that have or have not worked he is just trying to shed some light on the topic Um, and bring us all back to, and this is what I thought was the best, just bring us all back to the gospel.
0: Once again, on Homeschooling in Real Life, we like to talk about real issues, and this is a real topic for a lot of homeschool families. It is. We've seen people put flags down and just say, this is where we stand on this issue. And one of the things we do at Homeschooling in Real Life is we'll walk into those conversations and just say, hello people, let's talk about what the gospel has to say here. Right. That's what we're doing on this episode. Why don't we start with Maybe just some disclosure. Okay. Okay. What's so, the
1: disclosure? Well, <laughs>
0: what are we disclosing? <laughs> we want we want our listeners to kind of know where we're coming from, so okay. they we just want to be honest from the the start. Okay. Let's talk about our relationship.
1: Ours dating.
0: Yeah. Did we? did we court? We dated. We dated. It so was
1: 1988 when we met and um, I don't even think courtship was a thing, not at least in the Christian circle I was raised in. Yeah, I
0: in. would I would not have known about it at all.
1: No. And so we just dated the way we knew, which was you invited me out to dinner. We went out to dinner, but I did not go to dinner with you thinking, ooh, this is going to end up in marriage. However, I did, I was raised in a home with with really um, grounded parents who also were not like, yeah, you should date as many people as you can and see who you like and kiss and have sex with anyone and then you'll know what you like. I mean, that was definitely not the message either. So I do remember right before we started dating, um, having this real discussion with God and praying and saying, Lord, I'm in college now, you know, I'm an adult. i Don't want to mess around. So you know, if this isn't a relationship that's going to be permanent, you know, let me know early so I don't get get into this too far. So I remember having that discussion with God and really asking Him to guide.
0: Yeah, I didn't have that discussion with God. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, hey, cute girl in the dorm over there. I think I might ask her out. (laughs) That's the real story. It's all right. We know. I I wasn't raised. My family wasn't like that. You're, You're just dating. And I wasn't even thinking marriage. I was just I like this girl. You weren't thinking marriage? She was fun to hang out with. And
1: I snagged you.
0: But we did have, what were the basics, though? You know, we're looking for Christians. Yeah. We're going to look for someone that shared our faith. I
1: had dated somebody prior, just actually had just come out of a relationship um, with a guy who was just a great friend. And we started dating... Um, and, but I had to just call it off cause I knew this, this was, this was not going to have any permanence because he didn't love the Lord. And I knew that was the relationship I wanted to be in, was with somebody who shared my faith and shared my passion for Christ. So, um, that was a, definitely a guiding factor for me. Was yeah. It and this, for you?
0: this wasn't high school. So it wasn't like just right. flippant dating. We were in college and I was prepping to go to another, you know, go on to more education. Yeah. So I was looking for someone that was, Hey, this is who I am. This is where I'm going. Yeah, and if you want to come
1: with me? Yeah, if so, essentially. Said,
0: hey, I'm going to go on the mission field, or I'm going to do this. I, I probably, we probably would have parted ways, right? Just because that wasn't part of my plan. That wasn't part of my plan yet that God had. So we dated, and that led eventually to an engagement, which lasted about too nine long. months. Was it nine? It months? It was eight months, eight and months. it was. We thought it was too
1: long. But our that.
0: families didn't know each other. Mm-mm. We didn't come from the same town, so mm-hmm. uh, we were in different parts of California, but our families met yep. you know, while we were dating, and they met, uh, while we obviously while we got engaged, they were spending time getting to know each other as well, and I had spent considerable time with uh, your family and you had with mine as well, so we had done all those things, and then we got married and we're in college, so that's kind of our story. Yeah. Now, let's fast forward. Okay. <laughs> we're in the fast forward machine. Um, now we have kids. And we're bringing them up in a homeschool environment. A lot of people know our story, but we have eight kids. And what did we have in did we have a plan?
1: We had a plan, and I think that plan, I mean, I know that plan was to communicate that um, dating was not to be taken lightly or frivolously, you know, definitely not in ages where you were anywhere near marriage. And we have always communicated that with our kids. Like, what is the point of getting into a dating relationship when you're 12? <laughs> yeah. You know, if that person is who God has for you, you have a lot of years to wait. <laughs> but we
0: definitely had young men, because our, our first three yeah. were boys, that, you know, around the ages of 12, 13, they started noticing what I used to refer to as Radar. the, the yeah. pretty pink things. They smelled good. They looked good. They, <laughs> they you know, everything about them was a, attractive. Right. And so we didn't tell them... You couldn't like these girls. Matter of fact, we had some situations that were a bit negative, and we're not just going to harp on them. But you know, they wanted to sit with them in church, or they mm-hmm. wanted to spend time with them. And, and in our environment, being homeschoolers, really the only chance they were going to meet some of these young women were going to be at church, right? And so we provided opportunities for them to, like I said, sit down next to each other. You know, we had some some different. Uh, We provided opportunities for them to sit down together and spend time together at lunches and meals, and then when we had people over our house. And and we were keenly aware of who our kids enjoyed spending time with. Oh, yeah. 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 So we didn't really have a plan. And then when they started dating, um, they actually did spend time away from us at with other people?
1: I will say that one thing we really felt strongly about was that when our boys hit 15, 16, and they really liked, there was a girl they liked, we felt strongly that forbidding them to spend time with that girl or to get to know her or to even really like her was the stupidest thing we could have done. That I was only going to push them underground, and that was not what we wanted. And so we didn't encourage them to date, but we certainly said, you know when we're, we're together as families, or when you're together at church, or you know whenever you see this person, or together with, spend time with her. That's great, you know, do that. But also recognize that you're not really ready for marriage, can't support her as a wife, so this isn't really going to go anywhere other than just developing a friendship and getting to know her.
0: Yeah, we we definitely also got involved with other families. I mean, I, I can remember a couple. I mean, let's just get real, right? That's what we do. Yeah. I have some. We had some situations where our our young boys really liked. Uh, another girl and you you almost had to learn how to play the rules yeah. like what are the rules of that family right and there was some situation where the rules were you know you were going to go through the dad to get to the daughter mm-hmm. um and you know for good or for bad our, our boys decided not to play by those rules like oh, i'm just not interested in pursuing that yeah you know I, i'm not here to date your dad i'm i'm here to date or i'm not even here to date i'm not I'm not here to pursue a relationship with your dad. I was here to pursue a relationship with you. Right. Um, So, you know, some of those just naturally squelched out. We had others that had real healthy views. Like, hey, we are going to spend time together as families. Mm -hmm. And and I've known you since you were a little boy. And I know who you are. I know your personality traits. Mm -hmm. And there are some things we think you need to work on. I I can remember that. You know, some conversations uh, happening that way. And those were real positive environments, you know, where we got to see our kids grow and we got to see other kids grow. So I I don't know, I think generally pretty positive.
1: Pretty positive. Um, And yet we did, we have not really shared um, one of our children's sort of tragic relationship stories because it's not ours to tell. But we did have one relationship that ended extremely poorly um, and and caused all kinds of problems um, in both Still families. Still yeah. does, yeah. yeah. And so, um, no panacea. I think that just further drove home to us that there was there's no perfection in anything. It's you know, it's a, it's back to shifting our hope on Jesus, and um, and that God doesn't do these things in a box.
0: So that leads us to we've talked a little bit about our personal story maybe what we've done with our kids. And and that takes us to now. And I think that's what you were just saying. Here's where we are. Let's talk about hope shifting. Let's talk about the gospel. Let's talk about encouraging our kids to uh, start there in mm-hmm. every relationship. Let's not look to this relationship, courtship or dating or whatever. Right. Let's not look to this as an answer right. to to meet some need in my life. Let's start there. Let's not wait till you're 10 years in marriage and figure that out. Right. Figure that out now. So maybe that's where we are now. So full disclosure... That's where we're that's where we're coming from, yeah, in this discussion.
1: Your relationship with God is tantamount always if you're if you're trying to find anything from a relationship, whether it's through courtship or dating, um marriage, it's always going to put you into bondage and bankrupt you, and so that's the communication we have with our kids. It doesn't have to be a formula, whether that's courtship or dating. It doesn't even need to be like completely open ended freedom licentiousness on the dating end because we could put our hope in that too. Right. And it would be the same dead end.
0: So, this interview that we have with Thomas Sumstat is a little lengthy mm-hmm. uh, because we really enjoyed talking to him. Yes, we had a really such, great time on the phone.
1: Such good content. So,
0: I know you're dying to hear what he had to say. We're going to let you listen to that entire interview right after this commercial.
1: Hey, homeschoolers, it's time to simplify what you're doing. KerClick.com is your one stop source for ebooks, unit studies, and truly excellent live classes. Your kids can take a semester or year of science, history, government, foreign languages, literature, and writing classes all from your laptop. KerClick hosts free clubs for Lego enthusiasts, magic treehouse readers, and American Girl lovers, and much, much more. KerClick. Curriculum and classes in a click.
0: All right, so we're going to get started with this interview with Thomas, but a little bit of background on this interview. We saw his article written on Facebook, and we read it and started talking about it as a couple and thought this would be a fun topic for our podcast. It's been shared over 100,000 times on Facebook. It was wildly popular and viral, and it also caused him to write a response to all of his podcasts critics and commenters right so it's it was a real uh really good article that got out there we decided to sit down with him on the phone and just ask him some questions some follow-up so uh, i hope you really enjoy this interview well let's see for uh, technical aspects why don't you just uh, introduce yourself
2: however you want to introduce yourself just so we have a this is
0: and how do i pronounce your last name
2: it's Umstat. Umstat. Like, um like you don't know how to pronounce it and then stat as in really fast in a hospital <laughs> okay <laughs> perfect Uh, So my name is Thomas Umstadt, I'm a blogger over at thomasumstadt.com, and uh, you don't have to worry about spelling it, just start to type in Thomas Umstadt, and Google will drop in and fill in the rest. All right, so
0: uh, we loved your article, so why don't we just start with uh, practicalcourtship.com? Why don't you just tell us what that is?
2: So Practical Courtship is a project that I started uh, several years ago, because we noticed, uh, me and several folks in my community, and i had been traveling and speaking at conferences, and so it wasn't just kind of the central Texas area, but also other homeschool communities around the country that a lot of people that were committed to courtship uh, were staying single into their 30s and sometimes even into their 40s. And so the goal with practical courtship was to come up with a practical way of making courtship work for normal people. So there are the you know, stories of the great and bold men and the you know, gorgeous you know, women and courtship working for them kind of in this aristocratic homeschooling world, but I wanted to figure out a way where it could work for normal people. Uh, Being a normal person, uh, I was wanting to find something practical and so we started bringing in a lot of different folks. So Practical Courtship wasn't just articles by me, it was articles from a whole community, uh, both to the left and to the right of me uh, at the time, uh, trying to figure out ways and having a conversation about how to make courtship work. And that was where I first discovered how controversial even the definition of courtship is. Uh, It seems that every homeschooling community has its own unique definition. And even within that, each family has its own unique definition. I think that's a lot of the challenge. If a guy in one community wants to pursue a girl in another community, whose definition do you use? How do you even find out uh, what the rules are, what the unwritten rules are? It, It was all very complicated. And so our goal was to create something more practical.
0: Okay, so give us a little bit of your background as far as homeschooling, uh, your upbringing uh, up until that point then.
2: Okay, so I started homeschooling in first grade. My parents are still homeschooling now, my younger siblings, so they've been homeschooling for gosh i guess 22 years 23 years and when we first got started it was the very early days of homeschooling i remember uh, going to a public school where they were dumpsters you know where they had just thrown away their curriculum and homeschool moms had you know stacked the books outside the uh, dumpsters, and there was a little pop-up uh, book sale out of everyone's minivans where they were selling books that they had gotten at other curriculums. And the and the thing in those days that made you an aristocrat in the homeschooling world is if you had a Saxon math grading book because uh, you had access to the grades because in those days Saxon wouldn't sell uh, the answer, answer books to homeschoolers because they were afraid that they were just uh, students trying to cheat. And uh, so... i that's when I got started. And so I got to watch uh, the homeschooling movement move from what I call the pioneer phase where we were kind of inventing it to the settler phase where people were kind of coming in and settling. And I saw the rise of the co-ops and, um, you know, the rise of the sports teams and the choirs and the debate clubs and all of those things that we now enjoy kind of. You know, I was often just too old, just a little bit too old to appreciate some of those things uh, when I was going through, but it's been fun watching my younger siblings do speech and debate, that sort of thing
0: so you are a legitimate homeschooler then, and you can officially be on homeschooling in real life, then I guess that's what we're <laughs> saying huh? um, well, great um so why did you write this article then what you know what prompted you to write this on uh, thomassumstat dot com
2: so um, after a few years of working on practical courtship, I didn't see a lot of things changing in the community. And having attempted courtship on my own and seeing that it wasn't uh, the roses and the butterflies uh, that I had been led to believe um, because of the way the system was set up uh, more than the individuals within the system, I started to ask some hard questions. And um, I, and as I did this, I had a somewhat public courtship in my community. And so a lot of other young men who had also had failed courtships and were very disillusioned with the process of courtship started coming to me and confiding in me and kind of asking me, Thomas, you got to say something. Thomas, you got to say something. I was like, I don't want to say anything. I know how controversial this is. And so finally I went and talked to my grandmother who had been critical of courtship since the (laughs) nineties. She had always thought that it was a, a bad idea. And I sat down with her and got her views on dating and relationships because she was going through a, a season where she was really grieving over the loss of a lot of the marriages that she grew up with, you know, the 50 years and and now one or, or both of the folks within the marriage were dying. And, you know, it's like, man, how? what did you do back then? Because she wasn't from a, you know, mission trip going type community. You know, they were just kind of normal go to church on Sunday Christians. And that was the extent of their Christian experience in many ways, and yet they had the system where they found really good matches for the most part, and they stayed married for a really long time. And about the time I talked with her, I started seeing a lot of courtships break up in divorce, uh, marriages that had started with courtship, and that was like, whoa, that's that was the whole promise was that that wouldn't happen. You know, this is a system created by people scarred by divorce. Essentially, um, courtship was created by people who didn't practice it themselves, and it was a lot of theories that were now being tested in real life, and so. What was interesting when I talked with my grandmother is that she laid out this very different approach to everything. The way that her generation did it was a fundamentally different approach in how they guarded hearts and how they guarded purity and how they guarded intentions. And so she started to lay out uh, for me what they did back when she was a kid, back when I was a kid, (laughs) Uh, We went to dances and all of these things. And one of the biggest things that jumped out with me uh, was this rule that uh, her parents had for her while she was dating in middle school, particularly, and also some in high school, that she couldn't go out with the same guy twice in a row. And that just sounded crazy to me. It's like... What? <laughs> That's, because now dating means being identified together as a couple. In fact, uh, young people are often quote-unquote dating before they've gone out on a single date. They you know, change their relationship status on Facebook or they start telling people they're a couple and they've never gone out on a date or they've only gone on one or two dates. And what she was describing was something that was very different where – Uh, the whole goal was the purpose of getting married. And to get married, you need to know one, who you are and two, who you're looking for, what kind of person you want to get married, which means spending one-on-one time with lots of different folks. And so she had gone out on dates with 20 or 30 guys while she was in middle school and high school. And by the time she graduated high school, she knew which of the Bobs she wanted to marry. And that ended up being my grandfather. And they were married for 50 some odd years before he passed away. And so I was like, that is so different. And so I wanted to go and experiment with this model. And I did a couple times. I would go out on a date and then try going out on a date with a different girl. And I saw something change in my heart where when you go out with someone, you start to think about that person. You start to kind of identify yourself with that person. And that person starts to get a little bit of your heart. It's just kind of an inevitable thing. Uh, But once you go out with somebody else, It's like you get all of that back in a sense. It helps you guard your heart. It helps you from going somewhere in your mind that you're not really ready to go because you don't really know that person yet. And I was like, I want to experiment with this more, but I didn't really feel right doing that or fair doing that because the mindset of my community was so different. Um, And uh, for... In many communities, particularly in mine, if you ask a girl out for dinner, it's almost like proposing marriage. You're saying, I want to you know, get into a relationship with you for the purpose of marriage. And that's so intense, you have to get the father's permission in many cases because you know, the inevitable outcome of dinner is marriage. Uh, and it's like, I'm not ready to commit my life to a woman I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and that's, I think that's even more apparent when it's somebody from outside the
0: community. Right. You know, they, they come in like, I was just really talking dinner. I was yeah. –
2: these right. guys are so serious about this. I mean forget it. it. Exactly. And so what happened and what's been happening for the last 50 years is each decade has made dating more and more serious. And as a homeschooling community, we see ourselves as countercultural. And in some ways, that's true, like with purity truly is countercultural. But in many ways, homeschooling is actually super cultural. Homeschooling is going ahead of culture and leading culture. So for instance, uh, there's a phenomenon in uh, general culture called helicopter parents. Homeschooling does that even more and did that first. Uh, There's a trend in culture to make dating even more intense. Uh, So, you know, when it was just dinner for my grandparents, now it's, you know, dinner and hooking up later. Well, in uh, homeschooling, it's dinner, then marriage, then hooking up. It's like even more intense in all these different ways where we're kind of leading culture. And so it feels countercultural because you've gotten to a cultural place before culture's gotten there, but it's not actually going in a different direction. Um, Whereas say purity really is going in a different direction. Uh, You know, in a world where people are hooking up on the first date, kissing at the altar is very much the different direction where culture is headed.
1: So when you are talking about um, courtship and dating or going steady or all of those things that you know, I, I would hear my parents and grandparents talk about as well, what would you say just fundamentally is the difference between a courtship approach to a relationship and, or a dating approach? Just very basic you know, definitions for those.
2: Okay. So one of the biggest differences is that in dating, you're just friends if it's true traditional dating. Uh, there is no intention. There's no promise of something more. You're just friends getting to know each other. Whereas in courtship, that's pretty much impossible to just be friends um, because the intention is to get married inevitably. And so it's not at all uncommon f- after a single courtship meeting for the girl to be trying on the guy's last name and yeah. you know going through all of these thoughts. And that level of intensity, it's kind of like stepping on the gas uh, uh, or – baking the cookies at, you know, twice the temperature that the recipe calls for. It makes everything more difficult and more intense and more awkward. That's one of the most common words I saw in the comments is this is so awkward, the, the process. You have, uh, you know, homeschoolers are very well socialized across generations, but we struggle with our socialization across genders. So if you go to a typical homeschool gathering, especially if it's more conservative, you tend to see the guys on one side of the room and the girls on the other side of the room. And if you don't believe me, go to your next homeschool party and just look. It's, it's very <laughs> common uh, throughout the country. It's not just a Texas thing. And uh, so you have somebody who's never spent a lot of time interacting with girls that weren't in his family, and you're trying to insert that, that man into a relationship for the purpose of getting married. It's very awkward. It's very difficult and very intimidating. And, um, and so it doesn't end up happening. And the, the result is, and I've been watching this in the community for the last five or ten years, where homeschool guys are marrying public school and private schooled girls and the homeschool girls are staying single. Yeah. So you don't see an epidemic of single men as much because they are allowed uh, to leave the community. Whereas because of the rules of the courtship and the control of the fathers, a lot of fathers wouldn't allow their daughter to go out with a public school guy, whereas they do allow their sons to go out with a homeschooled girl.
1: You know, every homeschooling parent has a lot of responsibilities on their plate. And KirkClick.com is there to help you manage all of those things that fall on top of the homeschooling parent. You know, we actually use KirkClick.com in the Fletcher household. We've got kids taking live classes and they love the teachers. I love that one less thing is on my plate. KirkClick.com. Curriculum and live classes in a click.
0: So I'm going to start asking some questions that I think the critics bring up. Um, Maybe to your article, maybe you heard, I didn't read through all your comments. Uh, I read through your, you had a follow-up article, so I read back through that. So here are your critics' questions, and we'll just look for kind of some quick answers. Uh, Courtship views the relationship as directed towards marriage, and that's not at all what dating does.
2: So, and I've heard this criticism a lot, and the reality is is that in my grandmother's generation, they were very much directed towards marriage. They just had a process for those first few steps of finding the right person. And the way to find the right person was to meet a lot of people. So they were trying to get married, very much so, and most of them did. A higher percentage of them are getting married than my generation by far. Uh, The difference was is that they weren't trying to marry the first person they were going out on a date with. They were trying to marry the right person, which I think is the fundamental difference. Uh, With courtship, if it's seen successfully, uh, you know, successful courtship is that ends in marriage, which is often the very first person you spend time with one-on-one one is the person you end up marrying. And that has some pitfalls depending on the health of the family and the health of the parents. So in some instances, and there's been a lot of horror stories posted in the comments uh, that I wasn't aware of even before I wrote the post, but, you know, of men being a better personality fit for the father rather than for the daughter or oh. the girl not getting a chance to get to know the guy and finding out that he's gay after they've gotten married. Oh. And there's just all of these problems that have led to them not really getting a chance to get to know each other or for the girl to not to get to know that guy compared to other guys. You know, if that's the only guy you go out with and the first 10 guys that approached your dad were turned away, you're like, man, if I don't say yes to this guy, there may never be a guy again. Mm-hmm. And it really reduces your options when it comes to getting married. All right.
1: Oh, yeah. And personally have seen um, not, not the homosexual issue, but when you said that, that reminded me of the porn problem that I've seen these young courtship couples Get married, and then reveals that this guy has this massive porn problem because he was never it was he was never in an environment where he was at liberty to share that without being rebuked instead of helped, <laughs> and so then they go into marriage, and there's this huge issue that wasn't known before.
2: That's right, and that's actually another one of the downsides that I've seen with the posts that have come out is that the guys that are favored in a courtship model are the ones who are really good at lying to the dads. Ugh. And the ones that are not favored are the ones that are honest with their problems. And so if, if you can lie to a, a dad well, uh, and there's a certain kind of man that does that very well, that's the kind of man that courtship favors, which is really unfortunate. Uh, because that more honest, more broken, more humble man is probably the better husband, yeah. even though his problems are not quite as well concealed.
1: Wow, wow that, is a, <laughs> that is so poignant and absolutely true.
0: Do you want to <laughs> just go back and forth on these
1: Sure. So I think he already touched on it, that courtship really develops relationships between families and not necessarily individuals. So is there is there a pro to that?
2: So what's interesting about courtship is that um – number one, it's not in the Bible. Where we get the concept of courtship is how the aristocrats in England matched up in the Victorian era and a little bit before that. And with wealthy families, alliances with families make a lot of sense. There's uh, often political benefits. I know a powerful family in our community that is matching their son with a you know, daughter of another powerful political family in another community. And there's actual tangible, you know, material financial benefits of a family alliance. And there are also relational benefits of two families uh, being close together. And and there is a very real essence that a marriage is bringing together two families and that, that bond is sometimes stronger even than treaties. That's why, you know, again, historically, treaties would often be sealed uh, with a marriage. But what happens as well is where you have two families that are facing off against each other as to which dad gets to control the courtship. And this couple becomes a pawn in this power play between two families. And that is where it becomes unhealthy. So traditional dating is also a a pairing of, of families. You know, my grandparents' generation, the families were coming together, and the wedding ceremony was a big kind of model of what was happening in the larger picture. And so it's a misnomer, In a bit of a straw man to say that traditional family is against the role of the parents or uh, families being together, that's modern dating. And I'm not defending modern dating in my post. And a lot of the folks who are attacking my post didn't actually read it to see what I had to say about modern dating. Modern dating is just as broken, if not more so, than modern courtship.
0: All right, Mr. Big Mouth Blogger, who likes to tell everybody what's wrong with courtship, Uh, doesn't modern dating or dating lead to a taste and try model? Uh, which is the exact opposite of what we're looking for in Christian marriage?
2: So when there's a physical relationship, yes, uh, and that is very unhealthy. Um, But with courtship, there's this flip side that's just as helpful unhealthy, which is a look-and-see model where the guys, all they do is look at the girl instead of interacting with the girl, which makes the physical appearance of the girl far more important in courtship than it is in traditional dating or even modern dating. So that kind of normal-looking girl with the fun, quirky personality has a huge disadvantage in courtship where the guy is only allowed to look at her and needs parental approval to interact with her in a one-on-one manner. And so the taste and try is just as much of a problem just in a different way in courtship. And the, the solution to this isn't the system, it's the heart. If you have somebody who truly fears God and loves God and wants to please God, if that person's on both sides of the relationship, that relationship is going to be a healthy relationship. But if you have people who aren't in love with God and don't fear God, then no amount of external rules is going to fix that. They have to have their heart changed.
0: Hey, uh, if people want to reach you or contact you, how do they find you online? How do they find you in the world of podcasting?
2: So you can find my personal blog at thomasumstat.com. I have a Facebook page under Thomas Umstat. Again, if you can spell Thomas Umstat. I have my own podcast, uh, not on courtship, uh, but on marketing. If you're wanting to write a book it's specifically for authors called the Novel Marketing Podcast, which you can find here in iTunes. And um, I may be working on a book related to dating and courtship and relationships, um, possibly in the future.
0: Great. Well, we want to thank you for being on the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. It was a great treat to talk to you. And uh, just thanks for taking the time.
2: Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me.
1: We're hoping that what Thomas had to say was a good uh, starting point for a conversation between you and your husband and kids on this topic. We want to keep it going. So if you have thoughts that you want to share with us, please feel free to comment on the homeschoolingirl.com website or on Facebook where we've got quite an active community discussing topics.
0: Yeah, we want to jump in on this conversation as well with you. So please let us know if you think we missed something or if we didn't hit this topic from every angle. We tried to come up with questions we thought would add to what Thomas had already written. Uh, And we'd encourage you to pop on over to his website and tell him what you thought as well. All right, we're at that favorite segment that people love, and it's where you and I sit down and ask each other questions. It's called Q&A with K&A. Okay, so I'm going to go first. All right. Have you always been bald? I have not always been bald. Wait a minute. I I used to have a full head of hair. I'm Italian. (laughs) Were you
1: born with hair? I had like
0: a full head of dark brown hair. Look (laughs) at some of our old pictures. You married me. You know I had hair. (laughs) But I would say uh, it was just about 10 years ago. And you know what I do now? Now, every Thursday night, I take out my Dollar Shave Club razor and I shave it right down to clean scalp. All right, my turn for a question. Are you ready? Yep. We're talking about dating and courtship. Yes. How many people did you date before me? (gasps) Defined date,
1: okay. Like so, like does going Make out? out mean...
0: I don't know what do you want.
1: <laughs> well, there was this guy in high school who asked me out to dinner, and we were just friends, and we went to the we went to dinner and a show. And that I was asked you how many.
0: Okay, didn't tell me. Like, I don't want to go through every guy.
1: Five. Five guys? Maybe. Who dated five I don't. I'm guessing. Me? I'm, you want me to name them? No, no, because that's horrible. Sheesh. I, I'm. You're guessing. like the only person I dated. That is so not true. You... <laughs> You are not telling the truth. Okay, so if we're talking about courtship and dating, what's the best date you've ever been on? It doesn't have to be with me.
0: It wasn't. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny because my, my final question for you is going to be, do you remember our first date? Because yes. that was my favorite of date. Of
1: course I remember our so first date. That
0: was my favorite date, but since... That's my answer. Why don't you tell me what it was?
1: We went to Togo's, which is a West Coast, California sandwich place. Like, totally beats Subway.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, Subway, if you ever thought about sponsoring homeschooling in real life.
1: (laughs) Nope. But Togo's can. And um, I had a turkey avocado sandwich. What did you have?
0: I had a turkey avocado sandwich, too. We had two number 24s. They were small on wheat. Oh, my god. I had a Dr. Pepper, and you had a Diet Coke.
1: You are so... Really? Yeah.
0: Okay, why? (laughs) It was in Stockton, California, on the corner of March and And
1: Pershing. Pershing, yeah, I know that too. It's still there, by the way. Yeah. We have a big announcement to make. We've got a video uploaded and ready for you at homeschoolingirl.com. Right there on the homepage. You can share it with people you know who might like listening to the podcast. And it would give you a little introduction to what we do here.
0: And you know, a lot of times if people listen to podcasts, they, they think we look like something. Oh. You know, so this will give you a video so we're of about what
1: we to look like. are about to burst your bubble.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm way more handsome on that video than I probably <laughs> okay. sound.
1: Okay. And humble.
0: Yeah. All right. So as we're wrapping up tonight's show, we have uh, just another reminder that we have exclusive content. Are you in? Are you in the the inside circle of homeschooling in real life? Have you subscribed to our website? If you have, you know you get special audio that's not included on the podcast.
1: It costs you nothing. It's totally free.
0: And we won't spam you either. Nope, no spam. So go to our website, homeschoolingreallife.com, and subscribe, and you get all the exclusive content. We have a bunch of cool stuff there. Also, how else can people reach us? They can get us on Facebook at? Facebook.com slash homeschooling IRL. Lot of daily conversation going on there. And we get pretty silly on Facebook. How about Twitter? <laughs>
1: Twitter is twitter.com slash homeschool
0: Tweet to us. We'd love to tweet back. What else do we have? Anything?
1: We do have a Pinterest board. If that's your platform of choice, that's pinterest.com slash K-E-N-J, and you can look for the Homeschooling IRL board.
0: And you can still email us, info at homeschoolingirl.com. There's one more thing we want you to do. If you'd go into iTunes and log in with your account... Find the Homeschooling IRL podcast and leave a positive comment for us. Again, I'm thinking like a five-star rating would be good for us. (laughs) That's how we increase our popularity and get Homeschooling IRL out to more listeners uh, of podcasts. Thanks for doing that ahead of time. All right, Kenj, what's coming up on our next episode?
1: Our next episode is all about... Homeschoolers going to college, but specifically, can homeschoolers go to college, and what does that look like?
0: Uh, This is another in our series of college, and we interview a couple admissions counselors, and we ask them some tough questions. Not only can homeschoolers go to college, but what are they seeing? You know, we went down the path: are homeschoolers weird and unsocialized? Yeah. Uh, Do they flunk out their first year? Are they academically, culturally, are they prepared to go to college?
1: Join us for our next episode can homeschoolers go to college
0: thanks for listening to tonight's episode we have a few shout outs as we say goodbye
1: we'd like to shout out to positive modesto news
0: well, there's another shout out to hayden fletcher he happens to be our son but he also is the producer of the video you see on the homeschoolingirl.com website thanks hayden
1: we are shouting out to wendy warner fabulous blogger at wendy
0: and a shout-out to Don Mole. She's an 18-year homeschooling veteran, and she still has seven students in her homeschool.
1: Woo, go Dawn. And Lori Ketcherside asked for a special shout-out to all of you who are first-time homeschoolers this year, especially Christopher Luke, Kaie Ann, and her super-supportive husband,
0: Ben. Go for it, Ben. Way to be a super-supportive husband. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys next time. The Homeschooling IRL podcast is a part of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Every show is written and produced by Andy and Kendra Fletcher. For more information on this podcast or to contact your hosts, please visit us on our website and blog at homeschoolingirl.com.